welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Welcome, everybody. Uh, my name is Albert, and I'm a recovering sexaholic. Hey, Albert. My co-leader here is Steve. Uh, the topic we are sharing on today is Surrender Leads Us to Serenity. Please turn off all electronics, and please do not record this session. In the spirit of the fifth tradition, the card of message, this session is recorded. The recorder will not be turned off during this session. If you do not want to be recorded but need to share, we encourage you to attend another non-recorded meeting. Please do not touch the recording equipment. If you want to share, come up to the front and sit next to us to use the microphones. Please leave the microphone on the table and do not touch it because it makes noise on the recording. Thank you. Let's begin with a moment of silence for all those still suffering or unable to attend the meeting, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Again, our topic, our topic is Surrender Leads to Serenity. We will share for five or six minutes about how this topic applies to our lives. Then we will open up the meeting for all of you to share. You will each have two to three minutes to share before I call time. So I'll start. Uh, Albert Sexaholic. So, um, when I first got into the program, I didn't, uh, as you know, the first three steps deals a lot with surrender, and I couldn't really um, fully understand it because I really didn't understand what uh, a sexaholic was. I didn't really think I was one, even though when I went through the questionnaire, I think I got 90 plus percent, uh, a wonderful score. Um, so I looked it up in the dictionary and it said, it says surrender is, and this is, a, there are actually two definitions. This is the spiritual definition of surrender. To completely and willingly give up your own will and subject your thoughts, ideas, and deeds to the will of a higher power. And the synonyms uh, for surrender include uh, capitulate, give in, give up, yield, concede, submit, back down. So then quickly I, I understood that um, throughout my, I'd been acting out throughout my whole marriage of 30 plus years. Uh, and I f- quickly understood that because this was my secret that I had kept for so long to myself. I'd become such a proficient liar 
Uh, I could lie about any and everything on the, on the spot. Uh, that I realized that um, for me to actually give and give up, there weren't things that I could comprehend or understand. Uh, so for me, it took a lot of work uh, to actually understand that uh, the only way that I could proceed with this program is through surrender. And as I worked it, uh, more and more I recognized that surrender was not only um, giving it up to a higher power. For me, it was also giving it up to a third party or, uh, as, as I went to meetings, giving it up to the group as a whole. So for me, in my recovery, one of the strengths of my recovery, and I've been sober for about five plus years, one of the strengths of my recovery is just putting it out there publicly, like outside of myself, because for 40 plus years I had kept everything inside and this was my huge secret. This led a huge burden off of me. Um, I didn't have to worry about lying anymore, even though reflect, you know, as I, I go, I look back, I could, uh, even though I didn't have anything to lie about, that uh, just out of reflex I would still lie about some things, just out of reflex, like for no reason at all, uh, because I be- it's become such an ingrained part of my psyche. Um, but as I realized that uh, if I put it out there and uh, I, uh, in the public, it, it no longer had any power over me because um, the things that I were keeping in was, um, a lot of it was around resentment, which the previous session dealt with. And I actually recognized that resentment was the biggest part of my addiction is that uh, the more resentment I can have, that was my core. And with that core of resentment, I could act out because I was angry with the world and the world owed it to me so I could do something for myself because the world owed it, owed it to me. And that's the way I operated. But as I put everything out there to the group as a whole and to in other individuals, my sponsor, etc., I found that uh, these things no longer had a hold on me. Uh, and that really um, helped me with uh, my recovery. Uh, and now, even though I'm not serene, uh, I'm definitely on the way to serenity. And serenity is defined as being the state of being calm, peaceful, and untroubled. Uh, and again, uh, for me, Surrender is what's leading me there. The fact that I can unburden myself uh, with anything that uh, is bothering me, give it up to my higher power or give it up to the group as a whole, uh, allows me to approach serenity. And with that, I'll pass to Steve. I'm Steve, and I'm a sexaholic. And my sobriety date is 12-12-2002. Uh, surrender was a big problem for me because I never learned how. Uh, I didn't learn it in church and I didn't learn it in Bible school. I learned it in prison through the book of AA. I almost commi- committed suicide eight times, and the last time I was got clo- I was real close. I was inside of twenty minutes, and in that time. Uh, God de- talked with me and and uh, stopped me and asked me when I was going to forgive myself. And I said, I don't know how. How do I do that? 
I want to know. You know, I heard him talk to me. I heard the devil talking to me for two and a half to three hours telling me how bad I was. I'm a worthless piece of crap in my own voice, and I think it at my conscience talking. I'm a worthless piece of crap. Nobody cares if I live or die. My wife would be better off if I kill myself. I'd be better off if I kill myself. The family would be better off and on and on and on for two and a half to three hours where I got to thinking it was my conscience. And God stepped in and said, uh, when are you going to forgive yourself? And I said, I don't know how. How do I do that? He said, do the first three steps on it every time that the thought comes. And I did that. And two and a half weeks later, at 52 years old, I'd forgiven myself, really forgiven myself for the first time. I was molested, and then I was raped at 15. I started molesting little girls, and I, all that baggage kept coming up. And I was a binge drinker and alcohol. I got to be a binge drinker and alcohol. I got to be a binge drinker and a, a lot of addictions. Even in my character defects, I was a binge drinker. I mean, uh, I get a thrill. I could get a thrill, real thrill, off of being sarcastic with somebody. I'd study the Bible and find out what's wrong with their doing and tell them how to fix, tell them it's wrong and tell them how to fix it. But the same problem in me, I couldn't fix. You know, uh, we talked about surrender to res- resentments in the last session. And, and that's what the group talked about. And, uh, but this is surrender to serenity. And I graduated the fourth and the fifth grade spelling and reading vocabulary because I lost the top three-fourths of my hearing at five years old in my, with German measles. And I was told I was dumb and stupid from teachers, from other people. I'd never amount to anything. And I found out I was mechanically and electrically inclined at 42 years old, and I wasn't dumb and stupid. But I carried that baggage. So I carried a lot of baggage all through my life. And people I hurt and everything else, and it just ate at me. And when I did surrender and forgive myself, after that, I realized that I could do that same principle and any negative thought that come to me. And I started surrendering. And uh, by the way, I I came into here in, in, in a group in 1990 for about nine, ten months. And I couldn't keep sobriety over two weeks, and I couldn't understand why. I read the white book through. I came to meetings, and I even wrote my first step, and and they wouldn't let me present it because I didn't get a sponsor and have it work with a sponsor. Yeah, you know, and uh, just just little things like that. I tried to be my own sponsor. That didn't work out too good. I found out later it'd been better off to. Get me a sponsor. I got one in AA, but I hadn't got one in SA. But this serenity is peace. Peace in every my whole life. And that came about when I forgave myself. And I got started getting peace about that. And then when I did other things, and, and when I started taking, uh, I got out of prison. I was work. I did first five steps in, in prison in AA and in SA. And I got up to there, and I did six, seven, eight, and nine with working at a place that uh, had blind and handicapped people, and some of them were four and five year old mentally in thirty, thirty five year old bodies. And I'd have to stop and apologize to them sometimes once to twice a week for twelve and a half years as I worked there. 
I'd apologize to different ones, and it got easier and easier where I didn't have to do it as much. But for for saying half truths and trying to mislead or or lying or or taking uh, or taking and talking over their heads and making it hurt their feelings. And you know it, that was a good place for me to learn to work six, seven, eight, nine. It really was. And sometimes we we just need to learn to surrender. And it says practice these principles in all of our affairs. And uh, that's what I had to do. Every place, everywhere. And uh, I even had to find realize that I had to treat my wife like she was in recovery. And how would I treat her if I, she was in my recovery group? Would I treat her the same as what I'm treating her now? Yeah, you shouldn't be this way with me. And uh, Well, no, I need to take and change my whole attitude. And that's what I started doing. I surrendered, started surrendering my attitude. I surrendered my lust. I'd drive down the street and see somebody out of the corner, a girl out of the corner of my eyes, because that's what I lusted for. And uh, I would take and ask God to help me turn my head away. And I did that in the morning and did that in the evening. Turned my head away and and look away. And I got to where I was looking at the white line right beside me and never seeing you know, I'd see him in the corner of my eye from a distance, and I'd turn away. And, I, you know, he helped me with that. Got to the grocery store. Uh, you men probably, have, some of you men have had that problem. But when they changed the checkout, they'd lean over, and you could almost see something too much. And I had to keep asking God, help me to turn away. Help me to turn away. I can't stand looking at this. This is not good for me. Help me not to lust. And he did. We're going to take and put this mic over here. We're going to change just a little bit. And uh, you know, I have the opportunity to share with a group. Please focus on the topic of the meeting. That is uh, surrendered to serenity. Like sharing in any essay meeting, please limit your sharing to the, to the topic, avoiding explicit description or distractions, comments, and focusing on the solution rather than the problem. Please do not share anything that legally would have to be reported to the authorities. Please line up, uh, line up to our le- right, oh, right over here. Be my left and your right. Uh, so we don't have to, to wait each person to come and please speak loud enough to all that can hear. And, uh, you have two minutes and, uh, we'll stop you. Thank you, gentlemen, for leading this subject. It was in uh, San Antonio. Maybe recognize you, recognize the accent at least. Uh, Todd, sexaholic uh, from San Diego, and we have a saying that goes around: surrender, serene, and sober. And or or surrender. Yeah, I did say that. Um, and. I thank you for talking about just looking at the white lines on the road 
you know, my periphery can see colors pretty well. And I, and I can tell, well, a guy's not going to be wearing fluorescent yellow or pink or something like that. And, and uh, that's what I have to do some days. Um, but we have a beach community, and it's the time of year. And I was born and raised at the beach, so I had all that stuff around me. And, and I had a slideshow right in front of me my whole childhood. So, um, But when I'm in surrender, when I wake up in surrender, when I wake up in prayer, when I wake up and go to a meeting at 7 a.m., there's one at 7 a.m. every morning, thank God. I start my day off the right way. And there's times I wake up and look at the ceiling. God, do I really want to go to a meeting today? But, um, you know, when I do, it starts my life off the right way. And uh, I make a phone call every day, and that's a surrender to my sponsor every day. And really, I think the constant contact with my higher power is a surrender, too. Surrendering my will. Um Asking for serenity. It's like moving that Maginot line further and further and back away from lust for me. And, uh, God, I know I can't do it on my own. But when I'm in surrender and serenity and peace, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier for me to make it through my day without even wanting to lust. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for this topic, gentlemen. I appreciate you. And uh, glad to get this conference started. Guys, get this going. <laughs> Thanks. Shmuel Sexaholic. Thanks for the lead. Um, surrender to Serenity. Um, Recently, um, I'm sitting at a business meeting, and it was about mindset and business, but the goal was to write what's the one thing you want in life. Um, most people wrote more money, but what really was coming to me was, end of the day will make me more happy is serenity. Um, thank God I have been blessed with sobriety at the point for over four years, but I really know the one thing that will make me happy is a deeper level of serenity and being just totally fine with everything at this moment. And it kind of fell on me like epiphany that I spent so much time for work, perhaps a lot of time for my wife, family, but the one thing that I really want the most is this deeper serenity um, falls through the cracks. At times I would spend 20, 30 hours a week on recovery, but serenity someplace, again, fell through the cracks. Um, and as someone said, I could put the whole program in a couple words, let go and let God. And recently what I started doing, I started thinking at that session, what is it? will give me more serenity. And I kind of came out that recently what I've been doing since the last couple of weeks, trying every morning 
to um, sit um, down. What I used to just jumble and speed through page 86 of Unawakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead from the big book, kind of really read it, internalize it, sit there with a pen and pencil, um, write anything that comes to my mind, what I need to do, write any thoughts, resentment, feelings, of kind of journaling together with meditating, and then surrender it, um, then perhaps sit for another two minutes to see if anything comes to my mind, any fears, just kind of think and cruise in my head about the 24 hours, anything what's on my mind, and surrender it, and then share with others. Um, I think serenity, some people associate it with meditation, and I still struggle. I can't meditate for 10 minutes, for 5 minutes. I would try to force myself, and my mind would always go someplace else. But this is just kind of working for me. Um, not a forced meditation. Just like that. Thanks for listening. Thank you, I'm Josh. I'm a sexolic. Um, it's good to be here. Um, recovery is a very progressive thing for me. Um, when I came into this program three years ago, I just thought that masturbation to pornography was a problem. And, um, you know, a whole universe of other things has been revealed with time. Um, Your hand is going through the mic. Oh. Oh, sorry. Um, am I still making noise? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah, I... The steps have helped me immensely um, with uh, a lot of the shame that I have had in the past. Um, a lot of resentments that I've had. Um, I'm working, I'm sort of working the ninth step right now. Um, and I'll get to why I say sort of. I, um, I've done amends to my parents. I've done amends to, uh, my ex-girlfriend. And I mean, just amazing things have happened in this program. But, uh, this is also the second time I'm coming to an international with less than a week of sobriety. And, this time, and it totally connects to this topic, is um, because my sponsor, after three years, had given me the green light to start going on dates again. And, oh my gosh, that, that unlocked so much pain <laughs> and so much lack of surrender, so much fear. Um, and I, I really appreciated uh, what was shared about just working the first three steps on it again. And I, I really... I was connecting with like, I don't think I've admitted my powerlessness over this part. I think I've always had this mindset of once I work the steps, uh, then I'll be able to get back to my normal life, which will involve obviously getting married and having this wonderful family. Um, and when that hasn't turned out exactly the way that I thought it would, uh, then the fear just skyrocketed. Um, so I just want to surrender that to you all that I feel I feel kind of silly being here with less than a week of sobriety three years into the program, but I'm also grateful because, um, I'm learning more how deep the wounds really go. 
And, um, this is a new area that I need to surrender. Um, it feels like I'll die without it. And, and that's how lust used to feel. Um, it feels like I'll die if I'm single for my whole life. And, um, I just have to trust everyone in the program that that's not true. Hey group, I'm Ashley Sexaholic, powerless server lust and fantasy. I'm grateful to be here. Um, I've had to surrender a lot leading up to this convention. Um, I don't think I even have planned to be here, but I actually planned a a trip to Las Vegas, which is like a death sentence, pretty much. And um, my sponsor at the time was like, I cannot morally support you going to that you know, you got to make a decision. So I turned in my ticket in exchange to come here. And um, that was months ago. And so I'm just, I'm just grateful to be here. And um, like a previous share, a lot of emotions are coming up for me. The last time I was at a convention, I also had like a week of sobriety. And then that kind of started a trail of over a year of sobriety, and now I'm back here with less than a week of sobriety. And what I'm finding is that um, I'm learning more and more about what I need to surrender, and it's mostly not the external things, um, not the looking, not the watching. You know, those are things that I can cut out of my life. I haven't had a TV in my house for 10 years. I mean, you know, those are externals. Um, but the internal... Um, Restless, irritable, discontent. That's the opposite of serenity. That's what I need to surrender in order to be um, hopefully completely lust-free someday. And my idea of serenity is total peace of mind. And I don't have total peace of mind. That's why I need to surrender the mental obsession. That's where the lust is. I don't need, you know, pictures. I don't need... I don't need the flirtation. Everything is all is in my mind. It's been been adding over the years. Um, and so that's the hardest thing for me to surrender. And what I've been doing lately is just um, being aware of that and taking care of myself. And when I get inundated in the program, which I do need to do, I you know work the steps, go to meetings, make my phone calls. Um, but sometimes I get wrapped up in the work and the action and the recovery that I lose my conscious contact with God. And so um, I'm now just, again, being aware of that and um, learning to practice that more and more. Um, and I just I just need to surrender that I'm not in control of people, places, and things. I'm only in control of myself. Um, well, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Uh, my name is Joe, um, recovering sexaholic, St. Louis. Um, topic, surrender leads to serenity. For me, it's honesty. For me, I was a good liar about my recovery. Um, I did what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. If a counselor or somebody asked me, how are you doing? I always told them, well, um, I didn't want to be known who 
what I was struggling with and what, what I was going through. Um, for me to surrender that today um, and being staying sober one day at a time, it's really a good tool in the program that I'm using, surrendering. That tool for me had never been my vocabulary to surrender. Um, today I gave my first step to my uh, home group in St. Louis. That to me today was a surrender of what I've had, the honesty that I was and who I was and what I'm working towards to go. So surrender is a great progress in my life. It brings a lot of connection with my spouse. It brings a lot of um, inner healing for me anyway. It brings a lot of um, different approaches of things. It makes me more peaceful. It makes me calm. It makes me um, understand people better, see them as a different type of um, person. It gives me that feeling that it's not all about me. There's others out there. And when I get that serenity in my life, I'm able to do a service for others where I can aid the other person through what maybe I've learned or something that I've had that I can give away. And that was what the program to me is all about, to give and to receive. Once you get something, you give it to somebody else and you pass it on. So serenity for me is a big thing in life, and it causes me a lot of happiness it causes me not to be a fake person. It doesn't cause me to be um, an, an impersonator. And it doesn't cause me to be just a fake. It makes me a real person in life. Hi, I'm Andrew. I'm a sexaholic hey, from Baltimore. I've been to past conventions. I'd shared at past conventions uh, as uh, a lot less mature. Uh, I'm grateful to have some sobriety, um, three months. Um, and I um, am really, a big situation has happened to me this work uh, this week that has made me both more serene and less serene, and that was I was um, let go from my job this week. Um, I'm grateful that I did not relapse over it. I reached out um, essentially as soon as I uh, left uh, the HR department after handing in my badge. I went uh, straight to a, a meeting on Wednesday, um, and. Again, I surrendered my right to act out. I did the best uh, j uh, job I could of surrendering um, my right to self-pity or anger or rage or um, whatever. I mean, we live in you know the country of workplace shootings, and uh, that didn't even cross my mind. Thank God I don't even own firearms. Um, can you hear me all right? Um, so... Not having a, a stressful job where I was being uh, elbowed out for over a year, probably several years, um, has made me more serene or has given me the opportunity for serenity. Uh, again, I've <laughs> letting go of lust has, has been a lot easier since then. Uh, letting go of rage, self-pity, 
well, I don't know, self-pity. <laughs> it's kind of, it's tough right now, but I've been, I've had a, I've had a peace, um, but I've also been less serene because I've been thinking about the future and I have a very supportive brother and he's been lighting a fire under me, you know, get your resume together and get, you know, interviewing. And I have all this performance uh, anxiety of, you know, people are going to think I'm a schmuck or a loser. And, um, anyway, um, so yes, I need to surrender expectations. I need to surrender the results to, uh, to my higher power, to God, um, do the work, but surrender the results and, um, God can give me serenity and he, and he has, I'm grateful for that. Thank you for letting me share. Hi everybody. I'm Chaim. I'm a sexaholic. Really grateful to be here. It's my 10th convention. I'm sober by the grace of God for nine years, three months, 13 days, one day at a time. Hi, Keen. Um, it's been an amazing journey, amazing journey, and um, I do want to thank you, by the way. About eight, nine years ago, when I was fairly new in recovery, I went to one of your meetings. It, it was a big help. We don't realize what we do just with the, you know, God takes our manure and makes it into fertilizer. That's the, the purpose of recovery. So um, really, really appreciate it. A lot of manure, but a lot of fertilizer today. <laughs> a lot of fertilizer. A lot of people are being helped. Um, surrender. When I came into program, I was fairly young, and um, but in my brain, I knew everything. I knew more than everybody else, and um, I have the solutions and the answers. And to take guidance from you, if you're my age, then how do you know as much as me and accomplish as much as me in a, such a short time? And if you were older than me, then you just don't get us, young guys. And I'm not going to listen to you. And um, for me, the the level of surrender that I needed to do was um, one simple thing, is basically shut off my brain. My brain got me to this chair. I own this chair because of my brain. You know, my chair that I <laughs> that I thought was a throne basically, um, you know, caused wreckage and damage in my life. And today was my duty to basically um, shut that brain off and um, not decide whether to listen or not, but just to listen. There's nowhere in any literature it says think, you know? There's nowhere it says the word think, figure it out, you know? It's basically simple, you know, just take direction. And um, that's where my surrender lies, is in the willingness to not understand you, not to believe that what you're telling me is true, to have evidence against what you're telling me, and yet to do the total opposite and listen. And that's what I need to do on a daily basis. And I find on one hand it gets harder a little bit in recovery as I'm staying sober. It's like um, now I really got knowledge. Now I really got this figured out, you know. There's always the constant need for me of that surrender. My struggle today is in my finances where, you know, it was brought up by a different convention. Lust is not only after the objects of lust or um, what we call lust, but, you know, it could be lusting after money. It could be lusting after power. It could be lusting after myself, my ego. And today my struggle is the lust after finance, financial security, you know. I just, I crave it like I, you know, we cry with outstretched arms, lusting after the big fix. This was... Money is the big fix for me, you know. Is that a minute or a minute? So, you know, 
I'm grateful it's a journey. I'm grateful that um, I have the willingness to take direction, and um, I'll keep coming back. Thanks. I'm Ken G. I'm from the Chicago area. I'm grateful to be here. I, I had a real dilemma when I got here today. Uh, there's three different programs at the same time. Acceptance, joy, and serenity. <laughs> and gee whiz, which one do I pick? And my problem is they go together. Um, and I haven't in my in my past. I didn't have either one of the three, and now I have all three. So I find it difficult. But for me, the source of serenity is gratitude. When I'm in my addiction, I want what I don't have. I'm looking for what I don't have. I'm seeking what I don't have. And when I'm serene and when I'm joyful, and it's when I'm accepting what I do have as enough. Um, I, that's easy to say in my position because I'm, I'm very blessed. Uh, I've got financial security. I've got a wonderful wife. And that didn't seem to matter before when I was acting out. Um, I lived with fear. You know, serenity is also the absence of fear. But, you know, it's more than the absence of fear. It's acceptance of what I have. When I was acting out, you know, is she pregnant? Will I get caught? Did I erase that file? And I lay awake wondering about those things. And now I try to lay awake saying prayers of gratitude, but I fall asleep. <laughs> and it feels good. And uh, so the gratitude is, you know, it's a difference between fantasy and reality. Fantasy is what I don't have. And if I live in the fantasy, I'm in trouble. I'm not content. And when I live in the real world, it's good. And with that, I'm in. So. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am John, grateful recovering sexaholic uh, from Kansas City. Oh, glad to be here. Um, uh, surrender to serenity. And I find, for me, surrender to serenity must go through my higher power, but also through those around me and those that I can do something for, provide service to. And many times that's just being there. A um, couple recent examples of some pretty simple last night. As in the past, uh, I'm out, I haven't always been good about doing chores around the house. So um, I finally decided, uh, you know, instead of um, being asked, I just pick up and do what needs to be done. And I've been trying to work on that the last few years. And um, my wife was just amazed. She was just uh, so happy about that. And I said, wow, now... There's some uh, happiness, some serenity I can get from that. Um, and then there was also, on the other side of that, uh, was someone who was having a crisis in our program, 
that I had to work. I stayed with her about eight hours until he was able to get in the hospital. And, um, and that was a different type. And that was actually very painful. And, um, and I have found that my service comes in both forms. There's many times where I'll feel very joyous afterwards. And there'll be other times that I feel like I've suffered and, um, and it's been painful. But I also see in the end that that has given me a form of serenity I wouldn't have had otherwise. So uh, thank you for listening, and I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, family. My name is Cindy. I'm a sexaholic. I live in New Jersey. I've been sober by the grace of God since October 7th of 2016. I'm very inspired by John. It was nice to hear a familiar voice. I'm a phone meeting person. So thank you, John. And thank you both gentlemen for your stories today or your shares. Um, I was especially touched by yours. Very much so with the, uh, the idea of taking a life, my life or anybody in my family's life would, uh, be a solution. Um, I've traveled down that road myself. You know, I thought it was a natural thing that a human would think about taking their life at one point in my life. But by God's grace, I don't think about that today. But it touched me mostly because I have a child who happens to be the result of um, acting out who had that thought as well in January. And it was very um, eye-opening. I'm looking at it today as a, a blessing, as bizarre as that sounds. But it has caused me to look at these words that were on this paper today about surrendering what I had to surrender specifically with him were my ideas of what his life should look like. And my, my, you know, truth is I'm powerless over what his life should look like, but by God's grace, my ego is starting to recognize that as well. I'm not edging God out with that ego as much. I certainly am not perfect. But by letting go and surrendering his plan for my son, um, I do get serenity, and I can sleep at night, and that's miraculous. And uh, it wouldn't happen if I didn't have the fellowship of this of this program. So thank you. Thanks for being here and listening. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Sherry. We have time for two or three more shares. I'm Jeff. I'm a sexaholic. Um, I came to this meeting because I wanted to hear about what people were doing to surrender and how it's leading to their serenity. When I came to my first meeting, I would say that I I was surrendered, that life had put me into a position where I was a surrendered person. And when I came to the meeting, um, I really had given up 
pretty much any desire to do anything in life except for to find recovery, which I didn't really think was possible. But I was willing to come to <clears throat> the meeting and see if I can find some help in this program. Um, and as I as I move on in life, I feel that I start to take my will back more and more and start to engage in life in in a in a way that I'm looking for what I can get out of it. And I think for me that that's kind of the dichotomy of becoming more involved um, with work and family and life, but at the same time remembering um, where I came from and and um, and what my you know what my what I want and which is really to have the will to to surrender um, on a daily basis and to have that serenity um, and to really be as a result of that serenity to be able to be useful to to my family and, and to my fellows. So I'm glad to be able to hear um, everyone sharing, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to share also. So thanks. Thank you, Jeff. Hi, I'm Moshe. I'm a sexaholic. just love the topic and love everything I heard. Um, for me, it's easier to know when I'm not in serenity. And um, I started paying attention to my body. And like when I'm clenching my jaw, and there's always more going on. And it always boils down to not letting go and not letting God. And... I can't will it. I can't will this or I have to like let go. Um, there are actions that I can do that help. But um, for me, it's just... It's a slow process. And it's just when everything's okay and I know God's doing His thing and everything works out. Not when I decide how it should work out or what God should do. So thanks. Thank you. Everything you've heard at this meeting is strictly the opinion of the individual participants. Let all st- let's all stand and say the. Uh, let's go to the third step prayer. God, I offer myself to Thee to build with me and do with me as Thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do Thy will. Take away Thy difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of Thy power, Thy love, and Thy way of life. 
May I do thy will always. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.